Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Harrison, are you ready? I am ready. Excellent. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Harrison Monarth is the CEO of Guru Maker. He's an executive coach, a New York Times bestselling author of the book, The Confident Speaker, and his newest book, Executive Presence, The Art of Commanding Respect Like a CEO, is available now. Harrison, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Right. Uh, personal life, yes. I am married, been married for 16 years, uh, don't have any kids, and at least no human kids, um, animals, <laughs> a couple of ancient animals, geriatric animals. We have a 21-year-old cat, a 17-and-a-half-year-old dog, a dachshund. Uh, mm-hmm. She had a sister up until last November who, unfortunately, we, had to, uh, we lost her. She had dementia, so, but same age, so she was 17, and uh, so those were our babies. And, uh, yeah, but other than that, we live in New York City, uh, companies based here and I work from New York City. I work all over the world. So I, I travel, you know, probably I'm going to say four months, maybe three and a half months out of the year to Latin America, to Asia, Europe, uh, and, and, uh, of course, throughout the United States to do both coaching and workshops for companies, which I love to do and uh, speak at various functions so yeah i you know overall not a bad gig i love it fantastic and i think that you and i probably both have accents but i i I can't identify where yours is from well mine's from uh we'll take a guess would you take a guess (laughs) i uh um (laughs) where no I, i have no idea i'm gonna give you a hint okay your last your last name ah germany Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I figured uh, your last name is either German or Austrian, which yes. you know, is German. But uh, yeah, so I'm from Germany originally. I've been in the U.S. since, uh, gosh, early 90s and uh, came from, came, my hometown is Augsburg, which is outside of Munich and uh, uh, moved to Vienna after, after uh, you know, like my early 20s and um, worked there for a couple of years and then came to the U.S., Washington, D.C. first, then then Denver, Colorado, and then New York since 2010. Love it. Perfect. Yeah. So, so tell us about executive presence. All right. Uh, so executive presence is, is sort of a key topic that I am, that I talk about a lot, that I coach executives on and you know, so people often ask, you know, what is executive presence? Kind of, they, they, they sort of they have a vague idea, but really don't know exactly what it is. But for me, executive presence is really fundamentally about influence and impact, positive influence. You can certainly have a dark executive presence, which I talk about in my book as well. Uh, but it's about having an impact, having influence with people. And I, I tell people that you have executive presence uh, when others see you as somebody that is an authentic person or authentic leader, an influencer, 
someone who inspires confidence in uh, his or her ideas, proposals, vision, and someone that people trust and respect and want to follow, especially important as a leader, obviously. And to me, that's a fluid combination of certain skills, behaviors, temperament, judgment, that all add up to a personal power uh, that inspire people and engage people, which really you don't have to be a CEO to benefit from this. This, you know, I, I often have people that read my books and they say, look, I wish I would have had this when I left grad school or when, when I just started out in my career. So nice. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, so there are characteristics, there are certain components to executive presence. You know, I, I mean, I identified 17, uh, don't have to run through all of them, but I can give you, uh, you know, give you a couple of them. There, are, There's you know, your intellect and expertise adds to your executive presence, your confidence, your style, your, you know, the, your appearance, your integrity, your, your courage, uh, the ability to speak up uh, to people, sort of a higher status or higher rank. Uh, good judgment, um, the ability to deliver results, holding people accountable, not shying away from difficult conversations, uh, speaking clearly and making complex concepts easy to understand, being able to tell compelling stories that have a, a purpose to them. Those are all components of executive presence. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm going to go ahead and say that anybody who's listening to this show is somebody who wants to have a more profound and a greater impact, positive impact and influence on other people. So so I think that it's super important that you don't have to be running an organization. You don't have to be president of, of the club to do these things, to be viewed as somebody with impact and influence. That's absolutely correct. I fully agree. So... When we talk about somebody who is authentic, um, that's I think I think that that's something we all want. It's easier said mm-hmm. than done, though, right? So how do I how, how do I go about trying to become more authentic? Yeah, it's funny that uh, right. Even the way you're asking the question, right? so trying to <laughs> right. be more authentic. Yeah, <laughs> because you would think that would be an easy thing to just be you. Yes. Um, and uh, it's a tricky thing because, A, when we go to work, we can't really just be us, right? I can't be the same person that I am at home on the couch, you know, when nobody's watching and my cat is sitting on my chest, right? So it's, <laughs> it's a weird – so – but at the same time, right, we, we – at the same time, we need to convey the idea that we are who we say we are. We stand behind what we do and we – our actions uh, – uh, align with our values and we are trustworthy right we're, we're we have integrity so that's what people want to see when when they say we want somebody who's authentic that means they want to make sure that what you say in public is is what you what you say in private and that uh you know you don't just change your tune necessarily depending on your audience in terms of its uh, again your values and and uh, the truth of things let's put it this way right of course we we change our we all put certain masks on right i mean you're acting differently with your with your in-laws than, than you are with your friends sure. uh, than you than you do with your colleagues or your boss right i mean yeah we have to adjust our status we have to adjust our communication style to our audience uh but you know authenticity is one of those things that it if you're genuine in your interactions 
And if you want the best for people, as blue-eyed and as you know, as pie in the sky as that sounds, but if you want the best for people, if you're looking to help people and support people, and, and especially as a leader, that is so critical, uh, helping other people succeed. I think that that's a. I think that that's all really well said. Um, so, in order for us to be, in order for our actions to be aligned with our values, we have to have a, a, a good understanding of what our values are, right? And that's yes. not necessarily. I don't think that that's a given. Very true. Very true. It's not. It's not. Very often we do things, and for whatever reason, because we've been pushed in that direction, or we. You know, we're, we're doing things because the money is good or just because we've always done them this way and then our values change, uh, you're, you're, you're right. And so, you know, what's important, I think, is that once in a while we reflect on what our values are, what's important to us, what do we, you know, what do we, uh, what can we really put our best effort into and how do we feel good at work? I've had recently I had a client say to me, he was promoted and he said, uh, listen, I don't, uh, I have several choices of what I want to do now. And I have no idea what to do. I, I just don't know. There were so many options. And I said, well, you know, what would you like to do? What are your values? What would make you happy at work? What are some of the things that you would do? And I said, look, go, he lived near an ocean. I said, go to the beach, sit down with a notepad and just sketch down some things that you know are important to you. Is it important for you to, to help other people, to coach people, to teach people or grow them? Is it important for you to, you know, design something beautiful or to, you know, to make sure a process runs smoothly from A to Z? Or, I mean, just really reflect on what do you like? What would make you just jump out of bed in the morning and say, I can't wait to do the thing, right? Whatever that is. And then once you know that, then start looking at your options and go, this is the closest and, you know, the rest I can make work. But yeah, really just thinking about, you know, what it is that, not everybody has that luxury. I get it. Some, sure. you know, not you're sort of stuck in a situation, perhaps, and tough to get out of it. But for the most part, if you think about what it is that you like, that would fulfill you, that would give you purpose, and you match, you know, the the activity, your commitments to your values, you're just going to be a much happier person. You know, so uh, I, I think it's a worthwhile goal striving for. Yeah, well, I, I I absolutely agree. And I, I, I do some t- well. Every time I say it, I, I'm like I should just stop clear or qualifying this statement. I think that it's possible to to find meaning uh, in anything that we're doing, no matter from the outside. It might look like some kind of a menial task. I do think that you can find meaning and uh, associate meaning and impact to whatever your 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 job might be. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yes, not everybody's in a position or a situation where if you're looking at what you're doing, you do feel like you're stuck and maybe you are, but having that kind of a conversation about, okay, right now I do feel stuck. Here's where I would like to be and to start putting a plan together for getting there. That's probably a, 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 a reasonable starting point. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree. Uh, you, and you have to start somewhere, right? So if you can get it, and even if you can reframe a situation for yourself and say, okay, so you know, and because and, maybe you've lost the joy or you you feel like what you're doing has no has no meaning, no purpose, really just reflecting on uh, what the outcome is of what you do. Because very often I ask people, so what, what do you do or introduce yourself? 
and then somebody would introduce themselves with their their function, their role, their responsibilities, their tenure, how long they've been at the company. This is in workshops at the beginning of a workshop, and then that's it. And when I ask them, so what would would actually do you do? I mean, what is it that you affect? What you affect? What's the outcome of you? And then they have to really think about it. And it's really tough for them to go, wow, what 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 do I? Effect. What is the outcome I, I contribute to? What's my value? And that's a it's a bit of a mind shift. But when you really focus on that, you may actually feel really good about what you do uh, because you just kind of found the purpose again. Uh, or you might realize that, yeah, that's actually not what I want to contribute to or that's not what I'm hoping to do. And then you might rethink where you are. But for the most part, it just reminds you this is the outcome I contribute. This is the value I contribute. And then you can make a decision whether or not that's that's still right for you or not. Right. Well, I, I think that that's great. We are all different. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old and, you know, some people as they're graduating college and getting into the workforce, I think that 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 obviously men and men and women can be different. Um, experience levels can be different. Is that relevant to this conversation or is it just it's, it's it's doing the work no matter what stage of life you're at? It's relevant. It's I don't know if you if you think back to your you said you're 40. So if you think back to three, four five years ago mm-hmm. or even further, I mean, you're no longer that same person that you were five years ago right? sure. or even three. Ago. I mean, I can think back to it's funny. Sometimes things pop into my head that I thought or that I said or interactions I've had and I went and I would go my gosh did I actually say that or do that <laughs> and like because I'm a different person now and why because I've grown I have changed my mind about things I am looking at things from a different perspective and so we grow we constantly evolve right if we have an open mind and if we have a sort of a growth mindset and you know this is the other thing that we need to keep in mind that so that we don't sacrifice that and we don't think, oh, that, that's inauthentic. So I'm not being me if I do that. So in other words, take networking. Networking is one of those things that everybody should be doing, building relationships, you know, internally, externally, uh, because life is just better. When the, 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 the stronger your relationships are and the better your relationships are, a lot of things will come a lot easier to you, right? Amen. But for a lot of people, it's difficult, right? Because a lot of people say, either because of shyness or introversion or whatever it is. They just don't feel comfortable in groups or reaching out to strangers. And so an easy excuse to make would be to say, well, that's not me. That's not who I am. Or that's, you know, I'm more of a private person or I'm an introvert, right? Uh, For the sake of authenticity, right? You're saying that's not me. And then my response to that is, well, you're not the same person you were last week or Mm -hmm. last month or last year. So, you're constantly evolving. So couldn't you just add something to your repertoire and say, well, let me try this on. Let me see what this is like. And, uh, you know, and then then you reflect on your experience and then you see whether or not, you know, this would make you better, stronger or more versatile or more creative. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think at any stage in life we, we can look at, you know, where are we? What are our values? What's, you know, I mean, I wanted to be so many different things in my life. I wanted to be a, um, I wanted to be a psychologist. I wanted, then I wanted to be a jet pilot. Then I wanted to be a cartoonist. And then, <laughs> you know, 
yeah, I mean, so many different things, passions I had and interests I had, right? And and uh, I ended up being, and who knows if I'm ending up that way, but I moved into coaching and teaching and educating executives. And I've been doing that since uh, 1999, like since 2000. So that's 20 years almost. And I love it. And I'm loving it more every time I'm doing it because I'm affecting lives. I'm helping people become more successful in their life. So, you know, there's a very good chance that I may be doing this for the rest of my life just because I find value in it and I, I see the value uh, I'm creating in others' lives. So, yeah. And I think it's such an important thing to, and it sounds so dumb to say it, that when we look back on things that we've said or we've done in the past and we recognize that, that is certainly apparently what I thought then, but now my opinion, my perspective has changed. I've had new experiences. I've learned. I've grown. I'm, I'm better, and now I, I think differently about that situation. I feel mm-hmm. like society does not honor that the way that we should today. In fact, quite the opposite. We're almost looking for for inconsistencies to, to, to get people in trouble with when in reality we really ought to be celebrating that. And I mm-hmm. think that the more we can empower people to say, hey, you know what? I, yeah, yes, that is what I said, but I've changed and now I'm better right. and this is what I think now. Exactly. It, has, it, it doesn't have to be that you're inconsistent or a fraud or inauthentic. No, you've actually, you know, you've, you've, you've learned a few things. You've, you've listened to, you know, to others. You've learned from others. You experienced other things that changed your mind about something. You, you know, traveling alone can change your mind about things, right? So, uh, no, that's the way it should be, right? And anybody that, anybody that tells you differently or anybody that knocks you down for that is just, uh, you know, you know you've got an issue um, there. But no, I think you're absolutely correct. I think uh, having that, that's why, you know, having a growth mindset and seeing every experience as something that could potentially add to your understanding of the world or to the way you look at things and, and decisions you make, just so important to keep that, to keep that open mind and to see everything as a learning opportunity. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I don't know if it's I don't know if it's Johari's window or not. Um, and it's a matter of how I view myself and then how 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 other people view me. How how mm-hmm. how how do we get better at 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 seeing blind spots that that, that we might have? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, my and that comes up a lot, obviously, in my work as an executive coach. You know, how can we help people uh, change? Because it's all about change. And in order to change, you have to have awareness you have to have self-awareness and we're you know typically not very good with self-awareness you know there's some dismal statistics that um you know people i mean was it 94 percent of college professors think they have above average teaching skills <laughs> um, you know i mean if you ask your friends how good of a driver they are 80 percent of them would probably say above average oh, excellent sure. driver and so we just don't have very good self-awareness and so how do you get it you is simply by asking other people, right? Because we, 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 we're looking at life through our own lens, right? But then we, we may have good intentions, but we don't always understand the impact we have, right? Or how we come across. And, and so by asking other people, you know, in, in my, my field, in my profession, it's called doing a 360, right? Doing a 360 feedback 
uh, process where you select a group of people that uh, you trust, whose feedback you trust, and anonymously they will give feedback on your strengths and your weaknesses, on the things that would make you stronger. And then you can look at that and go, wow, I had either you go, wow, that confirms what I was worried about or what I thought. Or you can say, wow, I had no idea, right? I, I thought I was being uh, you know, diligent and uh, thoughtful and helping people out. But here it looks like I'm micromanaging and getting on people's nerves and not allowing them to, you know, to do their best work. So, so many so many things uh, that we may not be aware of, right? So this is how you become aware of your blind spots. You get feedback. You, you you ask other people to tell you how you come across. It's really observer feedback is really the best way to do that. That makes sense. You have to be confident enough in order to be able to ask those questions. So and yeah. for, the, for the record, Harrison, I'm an excellent driver. So there <laughs> <laughs> you are. So am I. <laughs> Uh, that's good Hello. stuff. Well, Harrison, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, you know what? Tie it right, right tie it right into what we just talked about. The difference-making tip is asking people uh, how you could improve, how you could be better. And I mean, that's a and it's not a self-serving thing, right? So that I can become better, but so that I can become better for other people. Think of a relationship. Uh, if you were to you know, sit down with your partner, with your spouse and said, OK, so listen, I want to make sure that you you are happy that I'm I'm you know, I'm just enabling you to be everything you want to be in this relationship. Uh, what can I do differently? You know, and, and you know what? Somebody might say, yeah, stop buying me all these presents, which is nice. But just make me a cup of coffee in the morning. That would make me feel loved. Right. So I think a difference making thing that you could do is ask ask people for feedback and how you could be better and how you could become more effective wait well, that is great stuff that definitely gets come on come on and you know what i think you might be pleasantly surprised by what you hear maybe you'd be shocked maybe infuriated but either way yeah it's it's a, it's a that's a worthwhile exercise right there well, Harrison, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you, and where can they get a copy of your book? Great. Yes, so the, the book is called Executive Presence, The Art of Commanding Respect Like a CEO. It's available in uh, bookstores and on Amazon.com, obviously. Pretty soon uh, we'll have the Audible version up as well. And uh, the my website is gurumaker.com. Uh, that's the uh, our consulting firm, gurumaker.com. And, yes, I would absolutely love to hear from your listeners. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Harrison your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of Executive Presence, The Art of Commanding Respect Like a CEO, anywhere they sell fine books, and go to gurumaker.com and check out all the great stuff he's got on that site. Thanks again, Harrison. Thank you very much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step step, from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there you can just go to the website i'll also list that in the notes of the show
What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!